I'm a 30-year-old female. I have a 31 kg German Shepherd, 10 months old. She's an absolute nightmare to walk during the day as she hates other dogs, so I walk her anytime between 8pm and 10pm. She used to hate people but I trained her out of it 3 months back and she would generally ignore people these days as long as they wait to be allowed forward with a handshake from me. We live in a small village in the middle of nowhere and our estate is on the edge of this village. Our usual route is up and down the estate onto the main road and then we follow it through the village and back. Usually takes about 30 to 45 minutes depending if she's stopping to sniff every blade of grass. A couple weeks ago we went out for a walk a bit later than usual so it was pitch black. We got on the main road and she sits while I check before we cross. I noticed headlights in the distance leading out of the village. The car was parked which was strange as there's nothing up there but fields and cattle. Callie has also clocked it. We crossed the road but Callie was leaning around me, keeping her eyes on it. I'll mention she doesn't like cars either, so I thought she was just prepping herself to chase it. We were walking in the opposite direction and she kept turning around like every two minutes. I then noticed that it had slowly been driving up and crawling behind us. I stopped to look, thinking they might be lost and need directions. This is when I noticed four men in the car staring at me and my dog. Enter creepy chills. The car sped up a little and then pulled over to the side of the road and parked. Callie and I stopped. I was about to cross to the other side of the road when all four men got out of the car and looked at us. Callie lost her mind. She lunged as far as the leash would allow, growling, snarling, and barking. The two men closest to us immediately got back in the car, and the other two paused until Callie started pulling the leash, trying to get at them. One shakes his head and gets back into the car, and the other shortly follows. The car then speeds off. As soon as they were gone, Callie sits and looks up at me. Tongue out and everything, like she hadn't just been rabid a moment earlier. She got extra fish treats that night. I have no idea what might have happened had Callie not been the way she is. I still walk her at night, safe in the knowledge that I have a 68 pound death machine with me. I sort of forgot about this whole thing until recently. But this took place over 10 years ago when I was 15 or 16. I was just a bored teen in a somewhat small town and wanted to get off the computer for a bit. So it was late at night, maybe around midnight. Someone like me should have stayed in but I felt like going for a long walk which I never did. But hey, what's going to happen to me here? It was a chill place. Once you get past the school in the neighborhood, or to the one end of the neighborhood, there's a long road with some nice houses on it that leads towards a grocery store and a bigger road with four lanes. The long road has a sidewalk, barely any lights, and goes past a big open area with a horse farm and one small waste facility. The waste facility was across the road from the horse field and is up a slight incline. Between it and the road is a dip in the ground for rainwater to accumulate and run beneath the driveway. Meaning, if you drive off the road, you'd basically be going down a small half pipe right there. 
So I'll walk past the school, past the horse fields, and all the way down the long road to the four-lane road, and I kept walking. It's now around 1am and the roads are empty, but they're totally illuminated by the streetlights, so I felt fine. At some point, this little car speeds down the road, way too close to the sidewalk, and I saw the brake lights come on as it kept driving pretty fast. Something about that car and how close it drove to the sidewalk gave me a major feeling of fear, and it made me feel like I just needed to get home. It wasn't a hey they came close to me fear, but it was a full body fear that I had to go. I didn't think this way at the time, but looking back at it, it felt like someone was thinking, Hey, they look young. Should I go back? While holding their foot lightly on the brake pedal, just enough to slow down gradually. So I walked back for a good 30 to 45 minutes, and I was coming back up to the horse field on the dark road. Which meant I just needed to make it past the wide open area before I was at the school, which basically meant I was home. The whole time, I kept looking back and watching for cars or someone. But now I was feeling pretty safe because it had been so long and I was on the super dark road. Right before the horse field, there's this big front yard of this country house that's down the dirt road. The front yard had a fence, but it was just a post with three planks going across it, which meant any person could easily slide between the planks if they angled themselves right. I was getting to the end of the yard when the car speeds by me again. And I swear it's the same exact shape of the car that passed me before. And I got the same feeling of fear. It was way too dark to get the color, but the shape was unmistakable. I see the brake lights light up, and this time, they slowed down drastically before whipping the car around the side of the road and going to the dip at the waste facility. They drove down the incline to circle around and drive back out to the road like a madman in a span of 3-4 to four seconds. No one in their right mind would have used that dip to turn around, even slowly, and whipping the car around that way was abnormal. I swear I was stressing so hard that I was nearly frozen watching them do that, because I knew it was the same car and something bad was definitely going to happen to me. Right at the corner of the front yard by this field, there's a big oak tree growing a bit more than one teenage boy's width away from the fence for the yard. Perfect. The bottom plank for the fence was just barely above the ground, maybe a few inches up the post is all. So it was enough for me to hide if I laid up against it. The moment I saw the car headlights turn around and drive towards me, my first instinct was just to dive into the spot between the tree and the plank. I fit perfectly, and managed to get into the place before they had fully turned around. I put the hood up in the back of my head and laid there. I fucking heard their brakes sliding as they drove past the yard, and then I heard them speed up and drive away a second later. I didn't look. I kept my head down and I was breathing as heavy as possible so that I wouldn't have a full-on panic attack. I got up, looked back, and made sure there was no silhouettes of the car and no lights. Then I just booked it down the road to the school. I never went out that late alone again. That was my lesson learned. Trust your gut and always try to find a way to protect yourself if need be. Often, I enjoy walking my dog at nighttime. This is due to the fact that my dog is harder to walk when people are around with their own dogs. So we tend to walk around parks in the area when they become somewhat secluded. I'm not a very big guy, 
I'm just 5'10 and very lanky, and I wouldn't call myself an intimidating figure. However, my 120-pound black boxer lab named Loki could be somewhat considered threatening to most from what I hear. I figured his size would be used as a deterrent for anyone looking to cause nightly troubles. I was dead wrong. On one specific night in the fall of 2016, I can recall an encounter that reminds me of why I'm so reluctant to walk around once daylight falls. This park is one I've been to a couple times and from what I remember, this park is usually empty around 6.30 and later on. Aside from a couple joggers and a few other dog walkers, not many people walk the same path I take. I also like to put my headphones on and listen to music while I walk, but on this night I chose not to wear them since my phone was on low battery and I wanted to preserve it as long as I could. Anyway, the walk was going as usual. Loki did some of his business and we continued down our usual path. At about midway on our walk, I realized that it had started getting really dark. Since he was done with his business, I decided to cut the walk somewhat short and we took a shortcut that kind of led us off the path. This path had a bunch of trees surrounding the area and there were still leaves on the branches. With that being said, I felt a weird feeling as if I was being watched. I have pretty bad anxiety sometimes, but since I knew this town was safe, I knew nothing was going to happen. Still, I couldn't for the life of me shake off this feeling of being watched. I peered back to see if anyone had been following me out of anxiety, and every single time no one was there. In fact, no one was anywhere. This whole shortcut was essentially secluded. Suddenly, Loki stopped walking and also looked back. I told him, come on boy, we've got to go. One thing that I failed to mention is that he's a big coward. I noticed his tail was tucked between his legs, which is a telltale sign that a dog is afraid. I was also curious, but a bit nervous, but I surely did not want to find out what he heard or noticed. I wanted to get out of there ASAP. I pulled a little and he began to walk, but every now and then I'd see him peer back. After maybe minutes or so of walking, he stopped again and this time began to growl. Despite being a coward, Loki is a bark but no bite kind of dog, so I took the chance to see exactly what he was growling at. It was quite dark so I couldn't see well, so I used my phone's flashlight to see what's up. Trees. Just trees. What he heard was probably some kind of small animal. Once again, I turned around and kept walking. He still continued to peer back once in a while, but this time I noticed it was a lot more frequent. I just said to myself, just squirrels, maybe a bird, and I ignored it. Then I heard what appeared to be actual footsteps and twigs breaking. There is absolutely no way a small animal could produce a sound like that. Loki turned around quick and still with his tail tucked between his legs began to growl and bark. A figure that I can only describe as a man in his early 50s, possibly late 40s, appeared out of the woods. He was dressed in dirty clothes. His hair was long and was graying. He had one hand in his pocket and said to me, Nice dog you have there, kid. What breed is he? He's a boxer lab. Oh, I love dogs. Mind if I pet him? The man got closer as he emerged from the trees. 
As he got closer, I realized he was quite a tall man and a bit burly. Loki instantly got bad vibes. He ran behind me and started to bark at him. Actually, I kind of do mind. My dog doesn't like strangers, so it's probably not the best if you pet him. It's okay. He seems like a friendly guy. Just a little pet won't harm him. The man retorted as he got closer. I felt extremely uncomfortable as he got closer and closer. I don't know why this guy couldn't take no for an answer. I mean, I usually don't allow people to pet him unless he comes up to them first. If he's scared of you, then I usually don't want him to freak out by letting him be pet by a stranger. This is especially the case when the stranger comes out of the woods behind a few trees. I'm really sorry man, I'm scared that he might bite you or something. I told him as I started to walk away. Like I said before, I wasn't trying to be judgmental or anything, but this dude came from the woods and was possibly trailing us from before. I don't know why you won't let me introduce myself to him, the guy replied angrily. This time I began to speed walk. I was very uncomfortable and my fight or flight instincts began to take over. He followed us and kept muttering curses to himself. I don't know if this man was under the influence of something, but he did not let up. I won't lie, I started to get a little angry. Why can't this guy just take no for an answer? He began to match my speed, almost as if he was trying to catch up to us. Loki and I both took this as a sign to start sprinting a bit. I don't remember much of the running, it was all a blur to me. I do remember the spine-tingling feeling of hearing his footsteps rapidly increasing behind me. For a man of his stature, he was quite fast. I also realized that his intentions weren't to pet my dog. No one reasonable would go that far just to pet a dog that clearly wanted nothing to do with him. I looked behind me and he was still in pursuit, maybe about 10 feet behind me chasing us. I'll never forget the look in his eyes. I've never had anyone look at me like that. A look of killer intent. All for what? Just because he couldn't pet my dog? My instincts told me that he definitely had sinister intent behind that. Finally, the path led to a park exit and onto a busier street. I lived about 10 minutes away from the park. I made sure no one was following me and even made sure to walk on the populated side. After what seemed like an eternity, we got home, but I knew for a fact that I was not going to get a minute of sleep. From my window in the porch, I watched all night with Loki just to see if he followed us home. I also made a police report with the help of my parents. After all, this guy was very suspicious, and who knows what his true intentions were. Had his target been someone that couldn't protect themselves or run away, what would he have done? I also often ask myself, what if I had worn my headphones and the sound of music had drowned out the footsteps behind me? Ever since, I haven't walked low-key in that park. I've also made it a habit of mine to walk him in livelier streets at night. If I could give anyone a piece of advice, even if you live in a relatively safe town, do not ever let your guard down. You never know what kind of person might be lurking in the shadows.